Welcome to How to Teach a Language, a workshop for one-on-one -on -one language teachers podcast. This is a podcast for those of you who teach a language one-on-one -on -one, in person or using one of those platforms that enable you to teach online. In this podcast, I'm going to help you become an informed, reflective, and effective language teacher by sharing with you how to teach a language based on my knowledge from the studies and literature from the field of second language acquisition, the field that studies every aspect of how we learn a language, and also from my own experience as a language instructor and as a language learner myself. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, How to Teach a Language. I am Joel Zarate. Thank you for joining me on a new episode of our podcast. In this episode, I am going to first welcome you and say a few things in Nepali. And then I'm going to get to the content of this episode. If you are new to the podcast, if this is the first episode that you're listening to, listen to episode two titled Learn Things in Other Languages, where I explain in detail this activity about saying something in other languages. All right, so let me give it a try. Namaskar, Sabailai Namaskar, Sabailai Kasto Cha, Subaprabhat, Supatin. Supasanja Tapai Ahile How to Teach a Language Podcast Sunday Huno Huncha Sabai Lai Swagacha How to Teach a Language Podcast Ma Sabai Lai Swagacha Podcast Sunu Pae Koma Tania Bat Yo Podcast Hamikasari Pasa Sikcha Pane Baremaho Hamikasari Arko Pasa Sikcha Pane Visayama Kura Garum Ma Joel Ho Meronam Joel Ho, Vida Pound, Peri Petaumla, Tania Pat, Terei Tania Pat, Tikcha Shurugarum. All right, that was Nepali. Remember that at the end of the episode, you can hear the phrases from the native speaker who taught me the phrases, and you can give him a try. You can see if you can learn these phrases as well and get the experience of learning something in another language. All right, in this episode, I want to talk about a concept that I think is very important for you to understand, because if you decide to read something about how we learn a language, this is a concept that is going to be mentioned a lot throughout the literature or studies or any information that you get about how it is that we develop the ability to speak a language fluently. And also, if one day you decide that you really love teaching a language and you want to become a language instructor and you want to pursue 
studies in second language acquisition so that you can learn everything about how it is that we learn a language, then this concept is very important for you. And also, if you want to explain to your students how it is that we develop the ability to speak fluently, this is a concept that you can also explain to them. And I am talking about the concept of acquisition. The term acquisition became very important and relevant when a professor at the University of Southern California, Professor Stephen Krashen, proposed a model to explain how it is that we learn a language. And this model contained five hypotheses. And one of the hypotheses was the acquisition versus learning hypothesis. And since then, acquisition has been used also by many scholars and researchers to talk about the language that you possess subconsciously that we all possess and that we are able to use without even understanding its grammar foundation or its properties. Professor Krashen made the distinction between the knowledge that we know subconsciously that we can rapidly apply because we know how to use it subconsciously and the knowledge that we possess of a language that is conscious. In other words, that you can analyze, think about, and then apply. And Professor Krashen made the distinction that to be able to speak a language fluently, we need to acquire a language. And he said that when we are trying to memorize language, we were trying to memorize rules and then apply those rules, that knowledge is conscious knowledge. And because of that, we couldn't deploy that information rapidly. We can think about rules, but that lives in a separate module in our brain. So picture having two modules for language in our brain. On one module, we have all the acquired language that we can rapidly use. And on the other module, we have the knowledge that we know consciously that we can analyze, that we can stop ourselves to think about, to be able to apply those rules to whatever we're saying. So he separated those two modules by saying that one was acquisition and the other was learning. So it can be a little confusing because we use generally the word to learn to indicate that we are developing the knowledge of something, right? So the idea of learning can be confusing. And for that reason, today it is more common to hear implicit versus explicit knowledge. So today, it is also very common when you read a book on second language acquisition that you will see acquisition referred to as implicit knowledge and learning as explicit knowledge. And I think it makes more sense to use it like that and avoid confusion with the word learning. But acquisition 
pretty much refers to the implicit knowledge of a language, the subconscious command of a language that we develop over the years by having exposure to input, particularly comprehensible input, that is to say conversations, messages, listening or reading from the language and getting all of the data through the input to build your implicit linguistic system. So acquisition is very important for you to know because what students want to develop is the ability to acquire a language. They want to acquire a language. Now, to give you a very simplistic example of what acquisition means, think of any native speaker of your first language. Most native speakers, unless they have studied grammar or linguistics, more native speakers cannot explain why they use language the way they do. Most native speakers simply use language. And all that knowledge that we all possess as native speakers come from the acquired language, comes from the implicit knowledge of the language. And explicit knowledge is when you know about the grammar, when you know about the properties of a language and you are able to explain all of that to someone else. Now, what we know from the studies from the experts in the field of second language acquisition is that what enables us to develop fluency, to become competent in another language, we need to acquire a language. It is acquisition, it is the implicit knowledge of a language that enables us to use language rapidly. And how do you develop that? Well, the vast majority of experts agree that the main source of information to be able to develop the language subconsciously, to acquire a language, is by getting comprehensible input. It's by getting input that you can consistently, that we can consistently and continuously understand and that allows us to build what is called as form meaning connections. In other words, when you understand what you're hearing, you are able to attach that to a picture in your mind. You are able to understand that it means something, that it communicates something. For example, in English, if I say to you, I don't know, you immediately understand that, even if you don't break that sentence apart, even if you don't break it into segments, you understand what that means. And that's the basic idea of four meaning connections, that a segment of language can transmit, can communicate something that you can absorb and understand without having to break down the parts of the language that you're hearing. And for that reason, Comprehensible input is the key ingredient that students need to be able to develop their implicit knowledge of a language. So for that reason, one suggestion that you can give to your students is to listen and to read 
materials that are easy for them to understand and that they can include in their daily lives. If they listen or they read materials that are easy for them to understand, that basically provide comprehensible input to them consistently and continuously, that is going to make it easier for them to develop the implicit knowledge of a language. Now, this doesn't mean that explicit knowledge is not useful or that you don't want to spend time teaching grammar or explaining things to your students. There is a role for that and my suggestion is that you can spend a little bit of time just explaining to them a little bit about grammar but the most important thing is that they use most of their time listening, reading, and learning language in context. And this is also why I have always mentioned in this podcast that you want to teach language in context. You want to teach grammar in context because if you are teaching in a communicative context, you are already teaching grammar, but students are using grammar to communicate. Grammar becomes a tool that is facilitating the communication and students are able to notice these grammar rules on the side. As I mentioned on other episodes, you can start, for example, if you have a one-hour lesson, you can spend five to ten minutes at the beginning just explaining the particular grammar features that your lesson contains, that your conversation lesson contains. And that way, students can be aware of that, but you're not simply practicing those rules. You are communicating something. You are also providing comprehensible input to your students, and you're facilitating the process of making form meaning connections. When you create your plan, you give your plan to your students, and they are able to see the questions or the activities that you're going to cover, that gives them time to look at the language and make it easier for them to interact in your lesson and make it easier for them to notice the grammatical rule, the grammatical property that you want to highlight. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Acquisition is a very important concept and also learning which is also called explicit knowledge. It's also part of developing the ability to manipulate language. And many experts would say that you don't have to explicitly teach grammar, that if you provide enough comprehensible input, if you provide enough examples in context, that's enough for your students to be able to acquire the language. And there are some experts like Professor Patsy Leibon who has indicated that she thinks that it is important to also provide some grammar explanations. So Professor Rod Ellis, who is an important scholar in second language acquisition, who has said that our goal is to focus on implicit learning while at the same time not neglecting explicit teaching and explicit learning. So you can always teach explicitly. You can always explain to your students a grammar property. But 
in my opinion and from what I have heard many experts say, the best way to be able to help your students to develop the subconscious command and know about grammar a little bit is when you can do what I just have said. You can spend just a little bit of time explaining the grammar rule that you're going to use in your conversation lesson. But most of your time, most of what you do in your lesson is to communicate, to provide a lot of comprehensible input through that interaction that you have with your student when you participate in the conversation, when you also answer the questions that you have in your conversation. All of that provides comprehensible input to your students and more opportunities for them to see how the language works and how they can manipulate language. So that's what I wanted to share with all of you today. I hope that this is helping you. I hope that what I share with you helps you to understand a little better how it is that we develop the ability to speak a language fluently and that this knowledge can help you to become a better language teacher, a better language tutor, and perhaps in the future pursue a career in teaching languages at a school or at a university. And all this information will definitely help you to succeed when you embark on that journey. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now I am going to share with you the audio from the Nepali native speaker who told me the phrases that I shared with you earlier. And I hope that you can have fun learning some of these phrases and get the experience of learning something new in a language that you don't know at all. Thank you so much and I'll see you on the next episode of our podcast. Namaskar, Sabelai Namaskar, Sabelai Kosto Cha, Suba Prabhat, Suba Din, Suba Sanj, Tapai Ahile SLA Podcast Sunday Hunuhuncha, Sabelai Swagacha, SLA Workshop Podcast Ma Sabelai Swagacha, Podcast Sunubhai Koma Tanyabad, Yo Podcast Hami Kasari Pasa Sikcho Pane Baremaho. हामी कसरी अर्को भाषा सिक्छौ भन्ने विषयमा कुरा गरौं म होइल हो मेरो नाम होइल हो बिदा पाऊ फेरि भेटौंला धन्यवाद धेरै धन्यवाद ठीक छ सुरु गरौं नमस्कार सबैलाई नमस्कार सबैलाई कस्तो छ शुभ प्रभात शुभ दिन शुभ साँझ तपाई अहिले एसएलए पोडकास्ट सुन्दै हुनुहुन्छ सबैलाई स्वागत छ एसएलए वर्कशप पोडकास्टमा सबैलाई स्वागत छ पोडकास्ट सुन्नु भएकोमा धन्यवाद यो पोडकास्ट हामी कसरी भाषा सिक्छौ भन्ने बारेमा हो हामी कसरी अर्को भाषा सिक्छौ भन्ने विषयमा कुरा गरौं म होइल हो मेरो नाम होइल हो पिदा पाऊ फेरि भेटौंला धन्यवाद धेरै धन्यवाद ठीक छ all right that is all for this episode if you like the podcast 
please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, on your iPhone, iPad, or on iTunes. If you are using a different app, and if the app that you are using allows you to rate the podcast, please rate the podcast to help the podcast grow. If you want to explore my other podcast, you can find the links to my other podcast and my website on the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you on the next episode. See you later. Adios.